Welcome, everybody, to the American Laundry News Podcast. Since 1974, American Laundry News has been the newspaper of record for laundry and linen management. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe. For more than 25 years, I've been in print and online media. I've been with American Laundry News since 2015. When I'm talking about my experience, 25-plus years seems like a lot, and then I think about the figure of 50 years. That's a long time, especially for a career in the laundry business. Richard Warren spent 50-plus years in the industry. He recently retired from the Linen King in Conway, Arkansas, as general manager of the plant there. He's worked for many other operations and held a variety of positions over the years in the laundry industry. Because he's had such a long career, we have Richard on the phone today to share some of his experiences, his thoughts on the industry, and maybe a story or two. Richard, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Good day, man. Good to talk to you. 50-plus years in an industry, not many people can say that, can they? Uh, no, I don't think so. And you're not. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's good or bad, but anyway, I don't. That's a long time. <laughs> but and I understand you're not fully out of it. You're still helping out in some ways. In some ways, and serving in in some kind of a consulting posture, and with uh, with the, with my past company that I was with, and uh, they've asked me to to help a little bit. So we'll see how that works. You just can't get out of it, can you? <laughs> I enjoyed my time uh, in in the laundries, and if, if there's anything I can help people with, well, I, I don't mind doing that, because I've always got opinions. Well, let's let's go all the way back to the beginning. Share the story a little bit about how you got started in laundry linen services. Well, the first job I ever had was uh, in a shirt laundry, and uh, it was like anybody's first job, anybody in the laundry business' first job. It was just kind of a really entry level. What I was doing was wrapping shirts up to be given back to the customers. And uh, before long, why they decided they'd make a washman out of me, which probably was because they didn't have a washman, <laughs> if truth be told. But nevertheless, uh, I, I kind of I was successful doing that, I guess, for a kid that I was. And, and it just it just seemed like every time I needed a job, I just gravitated towards laundries. And that's, that's what's happened. It wasn't a planned career. It kind of backed into it like so many of us do. Right. Over your career, what types of laundry businesses have you worked for, like commercial operations? Have you worked for dry cleaners? What kind of businesses? Well, I had a dry cleaners for a while. You know, we did leather cleaning, but the laundries themselves were domestic laundries and industrial laundries, uniform rentals, you know, and, and linen, linen rental, commercial laundries, institutional, different things like that. But the majority of it was spent in doing hospital and healthcare linen. All right. Well, when you retired from Linen King, you were general manager. But over your career, what kind of what positions have you held? Well, in in those laundries where I where I found myself, I I wasn't seeking a particular job when I went there. So I took what was available and what they what they had to offer me. Uh, but I was I was pretty good at it, tell the truth. And so I I did everything from uh, sorting, soil sorting, and washing and ironing, and all all of the all of the things along there. And in, in one form or another, ended up in most cases being a, a lead person or a supervisor of those of those areas where I was. I did some sales, outside sales work, and later later years <clears throat> was a was a uh, sales manager of an industrial laundry, and and then we went into production. Production is where I really preferred to be. I always liked that that position. So. Again, let's let's go back to the beginning. What was working in a laundry like fifty years ago when you started? Well, it 
pretty much like laundries today. Laundries are laundries, you know, and uh, there was, you know, safety things weren't weren't nearly as prevalent, and the OSHA was unheard of in those days, and and so you just, I mean, you had to be safe, and you and you listened to what people told you. There were accidents, and, and uh, uh, it wasn't a lot of them, but nevertheless, they they were there. They still have them today, but but nevertheless, the the you know, laundries are hot, and there's uh, they're mainly entry level people working inside them, and and you got soil, and you got you got to do something with it. You got to make it clean. You wash it. You iron it. Whatever you do with it, then fold it and get it ready to go be shipped out. So the process is relatively un- unchanged. You mentioned you know, some of the safety changes. What what are some of the other changes? The biggest changes that you've noticed. I mean, equipment's gone forward. Textiles, chemicals. What kind of changes have you noticed throughout your career? Well, the advent of the polyester coming into being, people thought was going to be a just a, a huge, huge step, and I think it was for the polyester manufacturers. But uh, the jury's still out, and probably always will be on uh, customers, you know, and users. I'm, I'm talking about in the healthcare and the restaurants. The some some like polyester, those in the goods they have, some don't, and uh, so it's it's uh, they all have to be ironed from the from the laundry standpoint, from the commercial standpoint because if you don't the competition is iron in them and your stuff doesn't look good but as far as for the you know your clothing polyester is a is a blessing in that regard but other changes have have come along with um, soaps and detergents are basically the same thing but we've gone from the the cup and the coffee can and throwing some powders in in a wash wheel to precise injections of liquids and um and that's that's a good thing. The equipment is going from 100 pound washers to 12. I mean, they still have 100 pounders, but but uh, if you're doing it commercially, you got you got big stuff. You got 1,200 pound behemoths out there that you're uh, washing uh, linens in, and so th- those are changes that are made. Sizes of the laundries themselves, are, you know, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now we've talked about how equipment and chemicals have changed. How about work, the workers, the employees in the laundries? How have they changed over the years, if at all? Well, they have. I think the more things change, the more they remain the same. But uh, in the case of workers, they, they're, they're smarter today than they, than they were. I think because of the educational systems that we have, regardless of what people think of those things, but I think the workers are smarter today. They're also uh, they tend to be a little more lazy, tend to be a little heavier, and uh, here again, it's part of the part of the times we live in. The phones—you can't believe the impact the phones have on on laundry workers. They they, they won't—you uh, can't get them away from it. They'll move down the road where uh, somebody else, somebody will let them use the phones. If if you get too too restrictive, you lose the worker, and the workers are more mobile more mobile now than what they used to be. Another uh, change in workers is there's, I don't know what the percentage might be, but, but it used to be that it was, uh, it was all high school or kids working part-time or just really just getting into the workforce. Now there's a lot of moms and dads working in laundries trying to make ends meet, and those things all have a change. Management has to has to appeal to them in different ways talking about that appealing to them and you mentioned that the employees they can move on down the road you know laundries are struggling to keep personnel um how would you advise a laundry operator how to help them keep employees today 
Well, I don't have answers to that, but I do have opinions on it. Times change, and and you know, take take years ago, uh, we had soil workers working for seventy five cents, ninety cents an hour. Now that you got soil workers working for thirteen dollars, sixteen dollars an hour, depending on what state they live in, but but it's it's that's minimum wage in most cases. But the work is the same. The work is the same, and I think. It, as long as we still require 10 people to do these jobs, uh, and the price, price of those 10 people has, has gone up double or whatever it is, it's going to be more difficult or forced to, to pay for these people. Now, with the unemployment level being rather low across the United States, you can't just run somebody off and bring somebody else in. We're going to, have to treat these employees like we want to keep them, you know, not like they're a problem. We're going to have to educate them and, and, and work with them. And I, frankly, I think we're, we're, as a, as an industry, we're behind the curve on the, on the ability to do that. Probably even in the ability to notice what needs to be done. It isn't just a laundry doing something. I think the industry needs, needs to recognize different things with, with, uh, with the people. That kind of ties into what my next question is. What's your opinion of the current state of the industry? Well, I think it's healthy. Again, it's the same thing. I think I think the people that are going to survive and thrive, the corporations are going to survive and thrive, are going to somehow get into customer education. Uh, I don't think it's necessary that every floor, every room, every department, every uh, every discipline in a in a hospitality or healthcare setting or food and beverage has a different specialized fold, a different specialized item, a different color. And if, if they want those things, they need, they need to be prepared to pay for them. In the past, laundries have, have absorbed all this and, uh, and taken the heat when, when mistakes are made and they're made. You know, they're, you're going to make mistakes and that the laundries have, have a lot of, spend a lot of time explaining why that, why it, it got screwed up. And they, uh, and it's, it's too bad. I don't think it has to be that way. Customer education, I think, is, is important. I think having the expectations of what we've, of what management, laundry management has expectations for their workers and their, and their management, their management, their, uh, supervisors, their, their expectations have to be adjusted probably as to what you're going to need out of these people. I think, uh, you know, we've got to get these laundries cooled off. They're, they're entirely too hot. There, you know, there's, there's steel, steel workers, that kind of thing, uh, or places like that are hot, but the majority of of places where people are going to work uh, are not going to be as hot as laundries are. And uh, as long as that's that's one of the things, if we're going to continue to have 100-degree uh, uh, buildings to work in, we're going to have a, a higher turnover. So, and, and that's going to affect everything in uh, as far as providing laundry service uh, on any kind of a, a routine or expected basis and uh, acceptable basis. So the the... I think I think there's a the window is pretty wide, but I think I think we're in a window where people have to look at this thing not just like I say not just uh, uh, individual laundries, but the corporations that own those laundries and the vendors, uh, equipment manufacturers. If it still takes 20 people to do what it took 20 people to do 20 years ago, there's something wrong. Nobody else does that. We've got planes that can fly halfway. You know, they're on the other side of the world and they can 
take off and land and do whatever it is they need to do by remote control. We've got cars that drive themselves. We've got robots for crying out loud doing orthopedic surgery. And, and yet uh, laundry is done pretty much the same way it always has been. I don't think that's acceptable. You've, already, you've just started touching on the question I was going to ask. Where do you see the industry headed in the future? Well, I think it'll be healthy. I mean, linen are used and they're going to continue to be used. People aren't going to go to disposables. So it just, it just, it just, it just can't. Different uh, laundries around now, they're tending to go to chains. This, this corporation buys out that corporation. Little ones buy big ones. Big ones buy little ones, whatever it is. But they merge frequently. And I think that's the trend. And uh, as as the trend moves along, every, everybody's still going to be busy. I think they need to be careful about what this is costing them, not in wages necessarily, but in FTEs and what is costing them in uh, inventory with, with linen. And, and customers need to be aware of those things as well. If customers had to pay for the things that, that they expect, there wouldn't be as many expectations. Of course, nobody wants to charge a customer, raise the price on them, we all want the customers, and we're afraid we'll lose them. But we don't seem to be too worried about if we're going to lose an employee. And uh, and I, I don't think that's right. I think I think that's folly. Okay. One last question for you. Over your 50-plus years of experience, if you were sitting down with a fellow laundry manager, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? I think you need to remain calm. I think managers tend to uh, hit the panic button. Figuratively speaking, they're running around with their hair on fire. I think they need to remain calm. It has to affect. It is going to, whatever they do is going to affect the workers that are working for them. And I think they need to have uh, uh, have a calm attitude, and and the workers need to need to be able to do that too. Just I think that the managers just need to remain calm in all situations. Richard, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Have a good day, Mike. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, composed by Poddington Bear called Holding On, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For American Laundry News, I'm Editor Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean.